Welcome to the Gospel Audio Podcast, Season 2. We are so excited to be back with a special Christmas time series. Through these 12 episodes, we want to invite you to join us in setting aside time each day to meditate on the significance of our Savior and to celebrate the many gifts that He offers us. The joy of Christmas is far from over in light of the abundance that Christ offers. So let's take time today to celebrate together. Hey, Gospel family. My name is Preston Burling, Director of Outreach and Church Planning Resident here at Gospel Community Church. And today, I'm so excited to share about the gift of sufficiency. We'll start by reading 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 4 through 6. This is what the word of the Lord says. Such is the confidence we have through Christ before God. It is not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything as coming from ourselves, but our adequacy is from God. He has made us competent to be ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. So I'm going to date myself here just for a second. I'm a 90s kid. I grew up in the heightened era of the greatest cartoons, the boom of the internet, in the last semblance of life before the expanded age of technology and information. But I can still recall to this day the most common question I received as a child in the 90s. The question was this, what do you want to be and what do you want to do when you grow up? It was this question that shaped and formed me in more ways than I could ever realize. I grew up feeling like the world was at my fingertips. I could be and do whatever I want. And my family and the adults that knew me as a kid were always going to be watching carefully over my shoulder with expectation of who I would grow up to be. This was reflected in my conversations with those adults as I went to college. They would ask questions like this. So what are you doing in college? What did you study? Where are you going? There was always this anticipated excitement in their tone and written all over their faces when they asked questions like these. I felt like the power was in my hands. I had to make things happen. I had to accomplish the work ahead of me. Even heading into pastoral ministry, the pressure for what I was going to accomplish was all around me. It was this pressure that offered a competing worldview toward my understanding of biblical theology. Why was there such a focus on self, even from good-meaning Christians around me? In seminary, I eventually fell into a trance. I was doing everything right. I had been successful in everything I did up until this point in my life. I'd accomplished everything I put my mind and my strength towards. But now, things stopped going the way I wanted them to. A worldview that had been pressured and seemingly imposed upon me began to be shaken up. I was struggling. And after I got yet another phone call saying I finished second place, For the fourth straight job in a row that I had applied for, I crumbled. I thought it was a cruel joke, but why did I crumble? You see, it took me time to be graced with embracing the condemning truth about something that I believed deeply in my soul. It was because I thought it was all up to me to move forward in my desire for my work. In this case, even a good work, the work of the ministry. Since I had placed competency on self, 
When I didn't get the work or positions I wanted, it made me feel incompetent. I felt inadequate, and all I wanted to do was blame God for my inadequacy. I found myself saying to God, I have been so faithful to you, so why me? And it was this statement that revealed something so off in my worldview. But God, I have been so faithful to you. The focus was on me. It was on my competence. It was on my own sufficiency, my ability to place faith in God, which was contrary to what I actually knew about the Bible, God's story. You see, I fell ignorantly into the soul-crushing pressures of productivity and popularity. I wanted others simply to be impressed with what I had accomplished. So I had to grieve and repent of this self-sufficient theology that I had embraced and press into the formidable and foundational biblical truth of Christ's sufficiency. You see, by implication, Christ's sufficiency means that we are insufficient in and of ourselves. When I began to embrace this truth, my worldview flipped upside down. I no longer felt the immense pressure to prove myself or to anyone else, anyone else that I was capable of these things. Just as Paul writes here to the church in Corinth, it is God who makes us competent to be ministers of the gospel. And it's by his spirit through which he enables us. No longer was it going to be a position that identified me and served the expectational palette of my greatest supporters and even my greatest critic myself. But rather, it was the spirit of God and dwelt within me because of the all-sufficient Savior, Jesus Christ. That would be the outworking of the gospel in the here and now and everywhere that I would go. I had to embrace my incompetence, my lack of adequacy to do things for God, but instead embrace and advocate for what God had done for me. It's this gift of Christ, all sufficient, that delivers rest to our weary souls, that delivers hope to our anxious futures, and delivers competence to our insufficient strength. So I wanna invite you just for a minute to meditate with me on one question. And I pray that this invites you into the day that's set before you with a greater awareness of Christ's sufficiency. My question is this, what are you doing currently in your life that reveals a sense of soul-crushing pressure? I use this phrase soul-crushing because I'm suggesting a sense of dependency on self or adequacy upon self. Take some deep breaths with me. As you think about this question, breathe a couple times and keep asking that question. What are you doing currently in your life that reveals a sense of soul-crushing pressure? How does the gift of Christ's sufficiency speak into this soul-crushing pressure? I want to read a prayer adapted from our Puritan friends in the Valley of Vision. I invite you to close your eyes and allow these words to wash over you. These words are rich and deep in their theological heritage that find nourishment for our souls through reflection of our insufficiency. God's all-sufficiency. O Lord of grace, the world is before me this day 
and I am so weak and fearful. But I look to you for strength. If I venture forth alone, I stumble and I fall. But rather in your arms, I am firm as the eternal hills. If left to the treachery of my heart, I shall shame your name. But if enlightened, guided, and upheld by your spirit, I shall bring you glory. Be thou my arm to support, my strength to stand, my light to see, my feet to run, my shield to protect, my sword to repel, and my son to warn. To enrich me will not diminish your fullness. All your loving kindness is in your son. I bring him to you in the arms of faith. I urge his saving name as the one who died for me. I plead his blood to pay my debts of wrong. Accept his worthiness for my unworthiness, his sinlessness for my transgressions, his purity for my uncleanness, his truth for my deceits, his meekness for my pride, his constancy for my backslidings, his fullness for my emptiness, his righteousness for my dead works, and his death for my life. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Gospel Audio Podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please subscribe and drop us a comment. We would love to hear how God is working in your life this season. To access more spiritual formation resources and to learn more about Gospel Community Church, please visit our website at gospelcc.org.